Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Rugby League Lunch Hour. We're, we're trialling a new name Thursday every week, 12 till 1 o'clock. Um, we'll have something going on here in the Love Rugby League office. I'm James Gordon. This week, Drew Derbyshire, the main man, is here. Uh, no Dave again this week, unfortunately. We'll drag him back in the weeks to come, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and make this... I mean, we've been doing it all season, haven't we, around this time, but 12 to 1, we're going to call it the Rugby League Lunch Hour. We'd love for you to join us live every Thursday to join in the debate and stimulate the debate. Um, as always, it will be released as a podcast and on YouTube as well anyway, so if you can't make it for the 12 to 1, you can still catch up at your leisure afterwards. Um, we're going to tweak the format a little bit over the coming weeks, so we're always open to suggestions as to what, you're, as to what you want to see. Um, in this hour, we're going to talk about a lot about Great Britain, uh, and then we'll look ahead to the, some of the key games for this weekend. Um, before we get started, Dave has been in the office this week, and he's left me a little note to say, can we plug the Our League app games this weekend, the live games on Saturday? It's Keith Cougars against London Scholars. That's a 3pm kickoff on Saturday on the Our League app. On Sunday, it's St. Helens against Wigan. In the Women's Challenge Cup, that's a 12 o'clock midday kickoff there, so that'll be a, a cracking game. Um, it's at the Totally Wicked Stadium as well, yeah. isn't it, I think? Um, and then on Sunday afternoon, Bradford against Halifax, a repeat of the Challenge Cup quarter-final from a few weeks ago. That is the live game on our league. Three o'clock kickoff Sunday afternoon. There's a lot of Bradford games on our league. <laughs> there is a lot, isn't there? You can tell they've got the, the biggest fan base in the whole league. Is that what you're going with? Uh, certainly so. Well, um, so... We're obviously, if you're seeing us on Tuesday, me and Drew, we're at the Totally Wicked Stadium for Wayne Bennett's first press conference as Great Britain coach. Um, we did a little bit of a live after that as well, which had some of our thoughts in. So if you've not seen that, it was a couple of minutes long. Go and have a look at that. But we'll have another chat about it now. Obviously, a lot's developed since the press conference. We've had, obviously, all the, all the stuff out of the press conference has come out about heritage players, about Blake Austin, Lachlan Coop. We've had um, the news about Paul Wellens. 
Um, not going to be part of the team. And I, I mean, not that he would have been because he was England, but that's another debate. Um, and then we've had this statement from Robert Elson, haven't we, where um, he's basically moaned at Wayne Bennett for saying that Ryan Sutton has got better because he's playing in the NRL. Before I ask your thoughts, Drew, I'll give my... I'll chuck my two penneth at you. It, 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 it's, pe- it's unbelievably petty. It's taken the headlines away from what was a positive story. Wayne Bennett actually said in his press conference that he thought Super League was far better than it's given credit for, which wasn't mentioned in Elston's piece. And regardless of, you know, okay, you ever want to talk Super League up, but you can't deny that the NRL is a better competition. I completely agree with you, James. I, I think it's, it's this what this is the kind of stuff that makes rugby league with Tim Potts, um, and this is kind of what drags us and keeps us in the mud at times. Um, it's just totally uncalled for this statement from uh, Robert Elston. It's I think it's clear to see from from everyone as an outsider that there's a, there's a, a little bit of a argy barger shall we say between Super League and, and the RFL and this, this was just uh, another swipe uh, at the RFL because obviously the, the Great Britain uh, team comes under the RFL uh, rather than obviously Super League uh, I, I just think it was an uncalled for statement uh, and it just took the shine off uh, what was a very positive afternoon uh, on Tuesday um, at the Total Wicked Stadium we, we got a lot of stuff from it we was uh, speaking to Regan Grace about his his opportunities, obviously with him being a, a Welshman, uh, about his opportunities of, of playing for Great Britain and whether he thinks he can make it. And there was loads of good stories going on. Wayne Bennett, very complimentary of Super League as well as you mentioned. Uh, he, he was actually saying there's twenty or thirty blokes, I think it were. I don't mean to to quote him exact, but I think he, I think he said there's over twenty guys. Um, that in Super League that could easily play in the NRL. He said every one of the, the, the players team, yeah. in, in, in the England team could play in the NRL without uh, question. Um, so he was very complimentary of our, of our players. And he makes one remark about uh, Ryan Sutton, which I think is a completely fair remark, that if you play in the, the sports elite competition, of course you're going to be a better player. It's, I mean, it's like, it's I like, mean, the thing is, though, is that Ryan Sutton could, in theory, have been a better player this season in Super League anyway. You know, it's not as if it's not as if players don't improve year on year anyway. If Ryan Sutton had played for Wigan this year, the chances are he might, well, I mean, Wigan's situation accepted, but he could have stepped up another level this season, couldn't he, even if he was at Wigan? Well, exactly, and to be fair, Ryan Sutton's killing it in the NRL, isn't it? And he's, he'll, he'll probably be my Great Britain uh, team if I was the, the coach, Wayne Bennett. He, he could have been killing it anyway this season if he was at Wigan. More, more than likely he would have been a better player this year because you just get better with age anyway um, so, but I think, I think Wayne Bennett's right you're playing the world's best competition in rugby league so of course you're going to get better if you compare it with football if you're playing in the if you're playing in I don't know the, the, the French league or the, or the La Liga uh, one season and you, and you move to the Premier League which is the elite competition in world football then you, you're going to be playing against better players better athletes and you're going to be challenging yourself um, more in in the elite competition, and that's what Ryan Sutton's doing. Um, so I think I think Wayne Bennett's right to re- to make that remark. He wasn't saying Super League's an awful standard, was he? No, he, he, he had full respect uh, for Super League, and um, it, 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 I mean, Ryan Sutton just come out with this petty comment um, about just having a having a pointless dig at Wayne Bennett. This is a systematic problem now that rugby league finds itself in, where you've got sort of, I mean. 
loosely, what all that's happened is effectively Robert Elston's gone as Super League chief exec. He's basically brought over most of the RFL staff into Super League. The RFL's still there on skeleton numbers and still has Ralph Rimmer as CEO. What has actually changed? I mean, realistically, all you've now got is whereas we, whereas rugby league fans were annoyed before that they had Nigel Wood at the top of the tree earning a load of money, we've now got Robert Elston earning a load of money there and Ralph Rimmer earning a load of money there. And it's like, what, it's, it what, just, there's no joined up thinking, is it? It should, it should just be under one, shouldn't it? I, I, I believe they shouldn't have, uh, have had that little breakaway between Super League and, and the RFL because it makes the TV deal a lot more complicated because obviously they're trying to get championship rights as well. Um, so I think it, it just makes it all complicated. And another two are at loggerheads. It's it's clear to see that the constantly just digging into each other, uh, not just Super League to, to the RFL. There are roles reversed. They're just digging into each other. It should just be one under one. Like the NRL is, it's just under one. It's, you know I mean, I mean? The, th the thing, I mean, I suppose you can sort of see why it's got to the stage that it has, but then at the same time, unless unless there's any unless there's any clear benefits to it being the way it's, what you know, what is the right. point? And I think rugby league, rugby league's it's, in this massive situation where it, it 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 sort of doesn't. It's trying to be something it isn't. When reality is, is if. We just look at it and say, right, okay, we know the NRL is superior to Super League, but we want to bridge that gap. You know, I don't see the harm in admitting that. Likewise, I mean, I was involved in a Twitter discussion, as I always am, with someone this week about how the Lancashire-Yorkshire rivalry is a is detriment to the game because the clubs are all busy squabbling amongst themselves to grow it. But then I sort of said, well, I think that is a good example of where the game's strength is the Lancashire-Yorkshire rivalry, but... The game, rugby league in general, seems to use that as a negative against itself mm. because obviously it's so obsessed, you know, obviously it doesn't want to be an M62 yeah. spot. But, but okay, yeah, yeah it's an M62 yeah. sport primarily. Obviously, there's plenty of other teams, but that's a strength for the sport. But for some reason, rugby league has this obsession with making it out to be a weakness. Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, you, you look at Australia, for instance. Obviously, they have state of origin, don't they? Ultimately, Queensland and New South Wales, they are the main states where rugby leagues play. In, you know, obviously you've got Melbourne and Victoria and stuff, but other states in, in Australia don't have rugby like league teams. It's, yeah. it's broken new ground this year by taking a game to play. Yeah, but like, it's like, like we've done but, previously, but it's predominantly played in, in Yeah, and it's like what states. what rugby league does in this country, it, it would be aching to Australia basically saying, like, scrapping New South Wales and Queensland, we don't want to focus on them. We want to focus on all these other areas and with it they, they, they just they sort of like strangle a key part of the game I think no I, I do agree and, I, and I've said it pre on previous occasions and previous shows of this that I, I'd love to see Yorkshire uh, Lancashire come back or return or be recreated in in a way because I, I think it's it's the strongest part of our sport in the north isn't it and I think we should we should allow the Heartland fans to uh, accept that even though I'm an expansionist as well, and I'd like to see the likes of Toronto thrive and, and New York thrive and Ottawa and so on. Uh, I still think we should have, have them too, because this is where the sport were created in the North, and, and we shouldn't shy away from the, the fact that, that we're Northerners. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, I think sometimes we were speaking about this the other week when we took the game to, to the new camp at Barcelona. We were speaking about the, the fact that it doesn't always have to be what happens next, what happens next, do we have to do something else? 
you just you, I think we should live for it for the moment. If, if we never go to Barcelona again. We never go to Barcelona again. But we could we can sit, we can look back and say well we did that. That was a positive time for rugby league. We don't have to keep saying oh what's next. What we should we should stick to should we should stick to what we know. I think Lancashire Yorkshire would be brilliant, but obviously that's it. That's a different story by playing thirty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's, there's issues with the number of games and stuff, and you know, obviously, Cumbria. I know Kyle Amor tweeted us this week about uh, having a Cumbrian team as well. But I mean, I suppose you could you could make the argument. Well, Lancashire and Yorkshire could play against Wales. They could play against France. You know, like Great Britain, for instance, mm-hmm. are on tour, aren't they, this year? Um, so there's very limited games over here in terms of internationals. So why couldn't you put a representative team together to do that? Well, Likewise, you could say. When Australia tour next yeah, season, Australia could say. play a Lancashire yeah. selecting. They could yeah. play because don't forget now where where you've got the Great Britain team is the Great Britain team ultimately or the England team whatever you want to call it is ultimately more than half is now playing in the NRL. So even if you took the what we what we say twelve best players away from the Lancashire and Yorkshire combined teams because they'll be an England team, you're still going to have a decent team there. So uh, start. At current, but obviously we're, we're not going to say any names that might not make the great British squad, but the, the players who aren't in the England squad, so the likes of Liam Watts, he could, he could be like Yorkshire's talisman, yeah. um, and he could, by his performances for, for Yorkshire against the Kangaroos, he, he could maybe mould himself into the into a Great Britain player. Yeah, I mean, and obviously it all needs a bit of joined up thinking, and it just, you know, there's been a bit of threatening of this, if you look at what's happened in the past decade, there's been a lot of talk about trying to get an international calendar in place, but it's not happened. Mm. We've had it loosely, but we're still only announcing games a few months in advance. There's still, like I say, too many games in the domestic calendar to suit it. The split between Super League and the RFL is presumably only going to make that worse because ultimately Super League is now about making money for Super League. So if Yorkshire and Lancashire played, or if England played, or if ever, that makes no odds to Super League. They're just bothered about their competition. Yeah. Whether Super League will turn around and they try and own the Lancashire Yorkshire thing a bit like how Origins technically owned by the NRL, isn't it? You know, maybe that's your way forward. But you know, the joint it needs joint up thinking. Whatever you do, I like the kits as well. The Yorkshire and Lancashire kits at Academy Origin and Women's Origin are very nice. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like, well, why is it good enough for the academy and yeah, for the women? But then the absolute pinnacle of the sport, the elite of the sport. You know, could you could you imagine it? You know, a series Wednesday night, get it on TV when football season's not on. You know, and and you know, we're not just talking about Lancashire and Yorkshire as well. There's plenty now of players coming through in the south and yeah. in well, other this areas. This is what I was just going to say. You could, you could actually have like a southern base select thirteen as well. So you don't all all have to be from London. Uh, you could have anywhere anywhere below Lancashire, Yorkshire. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, you they could put a decent team together, couldn't you? Like you've got Sargentin, you've got Kieran Dixon. Well you could have is it is Davis from Birmingham area, so you could have like the, the like Matty Davis from yeah, Warrington East. You know, you've got you've got you've got Tony Club, you've got Louis McCarthy Scars, you've got lots yeah you've got you've got a raft of players now that Sam Tompkins could play for for a southern team. Depends, so, what, depends what the eligibility rules are. Well, I mean, he's yeah, born in Milton Keynes, so I yeah. mean, you have it. Um, but you know what I mean? It, we have got scope to do that, but it just feels like, you know, we're obsessed with having, you know, they, we're obsessed with Hulk KR playing Warrington a million times, or Warrington. Like, you see that Hulk KR played Warrington at Hulk KR three times in two months. Now, I understand they had a cup game in there, but even without that cup game, to play the same fixture twice 
in as many months is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I, I was um, with our colleague, uh, well, he's not, he's not our colleague, but with our office partner, Steve, who was going through the software Devils fixtures uh, yesterday, and they they're playing teams three or four times before the end of the season. They, so I think Salford have got to play Warrington three times before the end of the season. And I, I don't know if they've already played them. Um, well, no, they won't actually yeah. play three, don't they? Yeah, so, so the, well, they've got to... So they, they're playing them a couple more times before the end of the season. And I think it's Wigan who have to play a whole FC a couple more times as well before the end of the season. Yeah, it's and, just, that, and that's before the playoffs even start. I mean, I think it's... A, it's an obvious, well, we'll, we'll talk about the comments now, but, I mean, it's an obvious thing that if you remove the loot fixtures, all of a sudden you've got this space to have representative games, haven't you? Yeah, so definitely. yeah, go on. Tell us what I've never been a fan of Luke games. I think they're absolutely awful. But uh, we've got Fred Parkinson saying Robert Elston is just a puppet for certain Super League club owners. Uh, Greg Roll said, "What a weekend! Three surprise results. It's good to see see Swinton winning it to lose. Fantastic result for them. Uh, Barrow beating Halifax and Hull are beating Warrington." Uh, very very good performance from Swinton interesting point Fred makes about Elston being puppets for certain Super League chairmen I'm not saying well I mean we, we could go down this road does it link to Eamon McManus a day before the Wayne Bennett press conference basically came out and moaned about him for poaching yeah, Luke Thompson it was, so yeah. is, do you think that is it, is might it? have a little bit of something to do with the statement yeah. maybe uh, I think there's definitely something there to, to do with the statement because obviously he came out just the day before, a couple of hours I think the, re- the report was published, I think the report was published in the morning of the uh, Great Britain press conference and it was basically Emma McManus warning that Wayne, ben- Wayne Bennett's been linked with him at South, uh, Luke Thompson at South Sydney Rabbit Holes and Emma McManus just came out and said well he's under contract, uh, he's a Super League player, he's a St. Helens player until his contract's due. Uh, it kind of warned Wayne Bennett not to uh, not to persuade his players while they're in the Great Britain camp, and uh, that Elston statement appears what nine hours later. It's very difficult. I mean, it must be very difficult though, because you know maybe it's an argument that Great Britain and England or whoever shouldn't have a club coach as their coach, because it must be difficult. Because obviously Wayne Bennett's day to day is he South Sydney coach. He's thinking about South Sydney's next game. He's thinking about who he wants to recruit next season. Well, but he says he watches every Super League televised game, doesn't he, uh, yeah. Wayne Bennett? So, say there's, there's three televised games, but he will watch them. No, but, but, but the point, so. point being, if you're in camp with, you know, if you've got a squad of 23 players, you're seeing them X hours a day, every day. It's very difficult for is a it, coach not what, to... What I do find you know is, I mean? is strange is George Burgess, who's at South Sydney Rabbit Souls, obviously playing under Wayne Bennett at club level. He's been told he's not getting a new deal for next year, right. so that that must be pretty pretty strange for mm. for George Burgess because he'll obviously be wanting a Great Britain spot, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's just been told by Wayne Bennett, who's his international coach, that he's, he's not he's not good enough to, to get a new deal at the Rabbitohs for next year. I mean, I mean the NRLs. Are, I, I would, my impression is the NRLs a bit different to Super League in terms of the way they manage the salary cap, isn't it? So sometimes they get rid of players because. Purely because they're on. Yeah, because it's not necessarily because. So, and I'm not saying that's the case with George Burgess. Well, if George Burgess came to Super League, you'd have to be on a marquee contract, wouldn't Yeah, but, but my point being is that maybe they've decided they need to get moving along to create space to sign somebody else in a different position. You know, mm-hmm. like, so if there's a half back that's come available or whatever, you know, um, maybe, got, maybe it's to do with that. We've got, got a few more, <laughs> quite a few on Robert Elston. 
Stephen Hall says Robert Elston equals myth. Uh, well, I mean, it's very well, hard. It's very hard not to argue. It's very hard to argue that because it's like, well, where? How is Super League any different than where it was twelve months ago? The only good thing I would say that's happened is that the the scrapping of the Super Eights has breathed life into the relegation. Well, that, that was made by the Super League owners, wasn't it? Not necessarily. Well, yeah. Well, not Nelson. No, uh, no. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the only difference between now and twelve months ago is that basically. Um, I mean, it's. it's it seems that Robert Elson's main job for, for Super League is getting that TV deal sorted, isn't it? And making it benefit the sport, benefit all Super League. Well, is that, is that, does that warrant a six-figure salary, you know, 400 grand or whatever it's reported he's on? Does, you know, okay, yeah, it's a big deal, but are you, you know, what would have happened if Elston wasn't there? Who would have, you know, who negotiated it? We know Nigel Wood did, but... Why, why is having someone on a 400 grand a year salary or whatever it is going to help that? You know, there's not that many TV companies that you have to have the conversation with, is there? You know, unless he's on the phone to him 24 hours a day, you know, surely he's got time to do other things as well. We've not seen any new sponsors really come in. You know, we've not seen, you know, all we've had is a massive upheaval in terms we're, of staff not, moving over. We've not seen any blue chips, have we, as well? I know. I, I'm keen to like shy away from just mentioning blue chip all the time, but we've not seen any huge companies get involved, have we? we and and, and maybe apart, been, from, apart from Betford, who have been great. But they were there anyway. They, well, were, they there were there already anyway. there. I mean, that, I think, that's what I'm saying. We've, we've not seen any fresh spot. We've not like not no disrespect, but we've obviously seen Ron Seal on the kit, but we've not seen any higher profile like like we see. But is that something that Elston is looking at? Because obviously he's CEO, you know, I think, you know, and obviously we don't know necessarily what goes on behind closed doors, but it just seems that nothing appears to be getting much better than it was before. You know, we've lost the coverage in the sun as which a result. Is great, you know, yeah. Which, which, which yeah. is, no matter what your opinion yeah. of the sun is, ultimately yeah. it's the most read newspaper in the UK and, you know, the website's popular and whatever. Very and, popular. You know, uh, that's one of the main. Whatever your opinion on the summit, uh, it doesn't really affect this um, situation because Gary Carter, very very respected uh, rugby league journalist, isn't he? Uh, always, always provides good coverage. Um, and more to the point, he's always there. You know, yeah. he's always at the press conferences. He's always at games. You know, he's he was in Barcelona with us. At, you know, at his own expense and stuff. And it's like. If you take away these people that are flying the flag for the game, you're not left with much. much we've, left. Al- we've already seen Nationals leave Rugby Union in, in, in recent times. We, we, rugby we've League. Seen the times. Union. Uh, rugby League. <laughs> rugby League. Uh, I've been poached here by Rugby Union. I'm only messing. We've got a couple more comments. Ben Hugo says he likes Elston. So we've got a couple of uh, a couple of mixed reactions. Louise Banks says Elston was employed there's a lot of Super League didn't know how the RFL were running the competition and uh, now we have a huge divide which is no good for the game at any level yeah well we'll see how that pans out over the coming months we'll move on from St- St- oh, well. <laughs> we've got a few comments here coming in okay, Stephen, Stephen Hall says can anyone spot the difference pre and post Super League well, that's just, yeah, just saying, about, there's, yeah. there's not much really that is the else else no, the, the Super League owners, the Super League owners were, were the main um, people who changed the the structure of the, from going from the Super Eights to 
Uh, bit of straight relegation. No, um, maybe we're being a bit unfair. You know, maybe we are being a bit unfair, expecting something to have changed in twelve months. I, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I guess the thing is, is it doesn't strike you that there's something massive on the horizon. Now, if if Robert Elston comes back in six months and says, right, we've got a new hundred million pound TV deal with BT yeah. or whatever, then great, fine. But until something like that happens, I think the jury is going to be out. Uh, uh, Don Hunt says. Oh, I think, yeah, there's a, c- a couple of people talking about the, the internationals at the weekend. Don Hunt says, gutted there doesn't seem to be any uh, UK TV coverage of the internationals from down under this weekend. I've been trying all week to um, to find out of people, find out of people in the media. If the, the Tonga Test match against New Zealand is going to be on on Sky uh, this weekend because obviously they, they have a, Sky have a deal with the, the NR, uh, Fox Sports yeah. to show the... Uh, the NRL got tickled in my throat. Um, <laughs> is that cold water? But <laughs> no, I've got a bottle of water here. But uh, the NRL is, is obviously not test matches, so it's currently um, the test matches aren't, aren't being shown on Sky Sports, or they don't. They, they, but, they've not said anything. But, but can I say Cook Islands against South Africa is being streamed on YouTube? It is. That is on Friday. And then of course it's Brad who's, who's uh, previously played for New Zealand in Parramatta Eels uh, star centre half back he's a very very good player for the Cook that, that's on Saturday and then of course it's State of Origin on Sunday mm-hmm. so a nice Sunday morning treat for everyone 10 to 11 is kick off our time sure um, is. obviously so, New South Wales loaded changes to their team um, keep, but keep your eye out on the uh, Rugby League on TV section on the rugbyleague.com to see if anything changes on the Pacific Test. Yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope they're on, but the Sky have, have not said anything so far. But I think it was last year, I remember, that it was a similar situation and they only announced it um, the day before or on the day that, that they were so being what, shown live. What we got? Tonga, New Zealand? Uh, Lebanon versus Fiji and Papua New Guinea versus Ooh. Samoa. Mm. Yeah, so that, the the... So fingers crossed for some Saturday morning rugby league. That's oh, hopefully, saying. hopefully, because they always like seeing the the Akers as well before the game. Oh, of course. Um, move on from internationals. We'll talk about some other news this week. Scott Moore has swapped Rochdale for Swinton in the championship. A good pickup for Swinton, and I think Scott Moore's tweeted saying he doesn't want to move for the rest of his career. Now, obviously, he's had a few clubs. He's done a bit of bird. Uh, good player Rochdale have been all how old is he now alright so yeah so still he's, got a few years he's got he? a couple of years oh it's a solid signing for Swinton isn't it uh, he's predominantly in Ocker and he's been playing half back uh, for Rochdale this season then he moved back to Ocker then he went back to half back so he's, he's done a little bit of chopping and changing position wise for Rochdale um, Rochdale were very very poor out of this Rochdale turned into a bit of a bit of a shambles but then have they got because obviously there's talk about the championship expanded is it another get out of jail free car for Rochdale in terms of it depends it depends if it, if it, if it does expand then it is a, a get out of jail because I mean you, you know they sort of got out of jail last season didn't they because well, it's, 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 it's not good is it though if you're just getting pumped every week um, mm. it was a, I said this about witness last season in Super League but <coughs> when they were just losing every oh, single week when, <laughs> when they were just losing every single week I thought it, it just can't be good this and now they're actually getting more fans through the gates in the championship when when they're a winning side because everyone wants to see the team winning no matter what they're doing. there's obviously a little bit of concern isn't there about what's going to happen to those teams in League 1 you know 
ultimately clubs are getting strangled to death. I mean, you mentioned Witness there. Witness are sort of being strangled a little bit in, in Championship now where they've had the parachute payment withheld, they've had their academy money withheld, um, they're being forced to pay back debts of the old club, you know, having not got any of the sponsorship or season ticket money. They're now talking about Witness potentially now going part-time next season and losing pretty much all of their players because the academy talent they've got that wants to stay full-time will be getting hoovered up by, by other clubs and it's like, you know, Witness ultimately could be a very strong championship team, couldn't they? You know, averaging five, just under 5,000 this season through the gate. But strangling them the way that they are being strangled, you know, what what's you know you don't want to you don't want witness to go down the same track as an Oldham or a Workington or a Halifax that have been strangled and put down that many times that they've lost what was a regular four or five thousand strong crowd which okay yeah it's not fantastic but if you had if you had a club if you had half the championship getting four thousand you'd be bloody well you, you know be, yeah. you'd be delighted yeah is there a concern that rugby league's too you know, it, it, again, it, maybe it ties back to, you know, not playing to your strengths, but it shouldn't be strangling the teams that... Because, you know, even as much small of a town as Witness is, it's still got... It's still, still got very much a rugby league. Yeah, it's a rugby league place. And, you know, it still could be, like I say, a stable, a solid championship club. Yeah, uh, I, I 100% agree. I think it's it's probably right that they go part-time and they don't try and... And remain full time just for the time being. They might they might decide in a couple of years if the finances are steady and stable that they make that jump up to full time again for a push into uh, the Super League competition. But then again, it all it all it all boils down to the structure, in my opinion. Because yeah, the, do, do you extend the championship to sixteen teams or do you extend Super League to fourteen? Well, I think I mean the thing is the problem you've got is really, as soon as you've got a full time team in the championship, all the other teams no. The, the only way they're going to get out of the championship yeah. is if they go full-time. Whereas if all the championship teams go back to being part-time, you know, it, like if you, if you bump Toronto and Toulouse out of championship now, all the remaining teams would be quite happy to be part-time, wouldn't they? Mm. You know, and all the, so, you know, and if, you know, Leah chucking a bit of money again now, but, you know, you lower the salary cap to a bit more of a reasonable level, you know, you run that as, you know, you have Super League, your full-time league, championships, your part-time league, Sixteen teams in each is what I'm going with, but, that's, that's but again, you need. But the problem is, is now we've got that split between Super League and the RFL. You're yeah, never going to get that joined up thinking. Yeah. This, is, this is it. We're still unconvinced, aren't we? That we're, Super League wants Toronto. We're still unconvinced. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, really. That the, the Super League and the RFL have, have a split because it just makes everything difficult, man. And it all boils down to money. We've got a couple oh, of ideas. Um, got a couple of questions as well. Uh, Kevin Clark, we're getting quite a few comments this week. Uh, scrap the Golden Point for Super League games. It's a dreadful idea. I like Golden Point. I think it, I think the Golden Point games have been brilliant. In now Super I'm going to raise a point with you, Ray, because you know you're it's exciting. You're, <laughs> you're exciting. It's exciting by its very nature. But now listen to me, here. London Broncos St Helens the other week. It was great because London Broncos won. But if London Broncos had lost that match in extra time and got zero points, having held St. Helens over 80 minutes, what would people have said? Then I think people would have been... Very, but I think people would have been very... It, 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 it hinges on things like that. If St. Helens win that match and London Broncos have got beat after extra time by St. Helens, but have got nothing to show for it, 
I understand that, but what's wrong with a draw? And then also, if it draws that bad, why is it that Golden Point isn't just played forever? Why is it that after ten minutes? I mean, not that any, but I think was it Huddersfield Castle? What, what game was it that got quite close to to the full ten minutes the other week? Who were Castle been playing? Who Castle been playing? Huddersfield. Peter Matoyti draw. Huddersfield, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? Was it Huddersfield? But yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. The Golden Point to me is just something that it it wasn't needed. It wasn't. <laughs> but. Hang on, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. It wasn't needed, but it makes an entertainer, I think. I think whatever rules you have should be universal across rugby league. Ah, yeah. And obviously they have it in the yeah. NRL, so you know, maybe you know you can see, well, okay, let's have it in Super League, we'll have it in the World Cup Challenge, but then why not have it in a championship? Why not have it in an amateur game? You know, but go on. Yeah, uh, I, I don't agree with you on the, on the, the rules um, regarding Super League and everything in, in the NRL. Um, Matthew Morrison, what are your thoughts on the Aussies playing for Great Britain? Uh, don't you think it would have jumped uh, at the chance of Australia again, Colin? I think I know your requirements, yeah, James. It's, it's very difficult because, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, ultimately, if they were in the Australia team, if Australia wanted them, they'd be playing for Australia, but they don't and they aren't. So. I, I'm a bit on the fence because I'm a bit like, yeah, I think you should only pick British players, but ultimately Heritage is part of sport now and, and ultimately if you had Jackson Hastings and Blake Austin at half back, you'd imagine Great <laughs> Britain would be a lot better than they were they would be with whoever they choose from Coots at full back. From England, you know. Well, I mean obviously we've got a few decent full backs anyway. I think if I think I'm I'm more if it is genuinely gonna raise the standard of the team and you know you could say we've got George Williams, so do you need Blake Austin, or you know, or would you play them both? Do you know what I mean? We've got Gareth with it. I think, I think, as long as the player that we're getting is of a higher quality than what we've got, then okay. But then at the same time, it's a bit like once they play for Great Britain, you know, because imagine if Blake Austin or Jackson Hastings, good example, he's quite young, isn't he? If Jackson Hastings plays for Great Britain this year, goes back to the NRL next year, smashes it up. He shouldn't then be allowed to play for Australia or Origin or whatever he wants to do. Well, no, if, if uh, it's it's a difficult situation. It's like split. I think, by my understanding, they can play. Uh, if um, just take Blake Austin for for the example. If Blake Austin plays for Great Britain, yeah, it's different. It's autumn. Yeah. Uh, he can still play for Australia next year. Next year. Yeah, because Great but, Britain isn't yeah. isn't a ranked nation. But but if he played for England, then he would not be able to play yeah. for Australia. Yeah. Um, because the class is a tier one nation and Great Britain class is a nation there is a they're a touring party um, but my opinion on heritage players I, th- I think they should be allowed as long as they want to play for, for Great Britain I think that's the important aspect I think Here's one they need to make it clear to Kevin Sinfield the director of rugby at Great Britain and uh, Wayne Bennett they need to make it clear that they want to represent the family they want to represent the heritage they're not just saying Oh, oh, you want me to play for Great Britain? Oh, yeah, why not? It, it is one I, want, I want them to want to play for Great Britain. And um, Blake Austin, as the example again, he's, he's come out in, in previous, previous months and said uh, that he'd love to go back to Australia and tell his, his grandma, his English grandma, uh, that he represented her nation and he'd, he'd love to see her, her reaction to that. Which she's not, not got a phone or anything then? Well, 
Right, no, here's one for you. Should they be on, should they should the Australian players should it should it be stipulated that they will have to have played for a home nation before they can select for Great Britain? So Coop, for instance, would be okay because he's played for Scotland. So he's shown a bit of commitment already to his heritage nation. So should we say that Great Britain players, the only way you can be selected for Great Britain is if you've already got at least one cap for England, Ireland, Scotland or Wales? Mm, I don't know, it's it. No, I, I disagree. I disagree on that one. Right, so have you got any more or can we move on? Uh, we have got quite a few more. David Taylor says, Watch NRL tweeted that we will, sh- we will be showing Fiji versus Lebanon. Uh, and some more versus Papua New Guinea this weekend, as well as both Origin games. There you go. So if it, if it, <laughs> it does answer your question regarding Sky Sports showing it, but if you do want to see it, then, uh, which we have in the office here, it's very good quality. Yeah. So uh, so get on it if, if you really want to watch the game. Someone says, what's your opinion on the Tonga versus uh, New Zealand game? I I personally uh, am tipping Tonga to to win. I actually think they, they've got a better squad this time around. And I will mention, go back to the heritage, there's all this buzz about Tonga and Samoa and Fiji at the minute, um, and most of their players were born in Australia and New Zealand. And there's all this buzz set. Yeah, but... but and yeah. No, wait, wait, and it's these same people, same English fans, who are saying this, oh, Tonga are great, Tonga are brilliant for rugby league. And then they're slating the likes of Lachlan Coote, who's Australian-born, Scotland international, because he might make the Great Britain squad. And, and it's the exact same going on with players who were born in New Zealand representing Tonga and so on. And I'm not saying there's anything bad, because I'm all for, for using heritage players, and I'm all for, for growing the game, because if it, if it makes international rugby league grow stronger as a sporting, uh, some of the New Zealand-born and Australian-born players are committing to, um, to the families and, and, and committing to the family heritage, but there's the, 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 the same people who are, who are saying, uh, oh, how can Coop play for Great Britain's Australian? And, and then they're also loving the, the fact that Fiji and Tonga are, are excelling. Is it, is it not because, but is it not because, because we're Fiji. perceived to be a tier one nation? So it's like, in the, yeah, it's great for Tonga and Fiji to have Australians because ultimately Australia is seen as a level above them. And is the concern that we don't want to be seen, Great Britain or England doesn't want to be seen at the same level as Tonga and Fiji or whatever. We want to be seen at the same level as Australia. And I think that's probably where that comes from. A last point on international before we look ahead to this weekend's games. Drew did a bit of digging this week. There's a new player. Oh, there is. There is. There's a new player in Super League. He's come from Rugby Union. He's signed for Warrington Wolves. It's Luther Burrell. Now, you tell everyone what's excited you about Luther Burrell. Well, <laughs> he's, a, he's of um, mixed nationality, Luther Burrell. He's obviously, I think he's played 15 times for England in rugby union, but he's also represented the West Indies in the Hong Kong Sevens. His father is Jamaican, Jeff, I think his name was. Uh, so that obviously he obviously qualifies to play for Jamaica Rugby League as well as England. Uh, we don't know. He's, he's not played a game of professional rugby league yet, so we don't know. He might be old uh, for how we, how go. He might get Man of Steel in 2019, uh, 2020, sorry. He'll do or, a job to get in 2019. <laughs> 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 then again, the way the voting's going, <laughs> the Man of Steel, he could get it. <laughs> or, um, or, he, or he could represent his, his father's heritage and
If, if Luton and Borough play for Jamaica in the 2021 World Cup, what a team they will have. They, they could have uh, Ben Jones Bishop on the wing, Louis Tini also qualifies to, to play for Jamaica, um, Mason Caton Brown qualifies to play for Jamaica, uh, Ashton Golding has uh, played for Jamaica last year in the America's Championship. You can have There's a very a good team, there. Luton Borough, Ross Peltier from Bradford. James Woodburn Hall, uh, Halifax's Challenge Cup of Europe. They could do the half-back though, couldn't they? Decent they could, Jamel Coleman's the, the current half-back for, for Jamaica. We'll, so we'll yeah, Drew's Jamaica, Drew's Jamaica's biggest fan. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out on that one. We'll look ahead to the weekend's game. So um, before we do, thanks everyone for joining us Thursday, Rugby League lunch hour. We're going to do this every Thursday, 12 to 1, me, Drew and the sorted others. Um, uh, Lewis Banks also well, says I'm a Warrington fan and totally disagree with what the RFL have done to witness uh, it's under new management and the money should have been paid monthly to help them keep them going yeah they're certainly you know they're certainly struggling down there witness and knowing the, some of the people down there as to do um, you know obviously they've been pretty honest they've been pretty open they've been pretty conservative with their budgets um, and, and that's probably biting them in the backside. I think they, I think their plans to the RFL have been based on around three and a half thousand spectators. They're getting at least a thousand more than that, but the RFL aren't giving them any give or take. Um, thanks for your comments anyway. Let's look into the games tonight. A massive game Thursday night. This is what TV. This is what TV <laughs> games are made of. London Broncos, Hull KR. I don't want to see anyone moaning about the quality. I don't want to see any criticism of the quality. What an absolute raw rumble, relegation battle, six-pointer, four-pointer, whatever you want to call it. London Broncos, all okay, Ealing Trail Finders, who's going to win? I think Jimmy volunteered to work that one tonight. I have, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going with London, uh, and I think this is the. This could be the first time I've tipped London to win again this season. Uh, because each I tip them at home every week, to be honest. No, the only, no, the only weeks I've not tipped them, they've won, so... Um, yeah, this is the first time I'm, I'm tipping him after, well, it's the 19th week now. Um, <laughs> are they favourites this week, would you say? Well, I, I mean, you, I mean you look at Hull KR, since Tony Smith's taken over, they've beaten Warrington by two, they've lost, by, they've lost to Wigan by one. Pretty solid results, you know, for a first yeah. two games. Um, you know, there's a bit of pressure on Hull KR because they... I, I, would you say that it's probably it, it's more important to Hull KR this game yeah. than London? 100%. I've heard uh, Elliot Keir was speaking to Gareth Walker of the Mirror. Uh, the pressure's a bit more on Hull KR. Yeah, and, and, and he said, all the pre- uh, Elliot Keir said, all the pressure is on the other teams. It's not, not on London. Everyone expected London to, to be at the bottom of the table. The pressure is mounting on Hull KR and, and Leeds Rhinos, uh, especially now. I know there's a couple of teams above them. Um, but especially on on Ulkar and Leeds, I think it it it, it, it all depends on who, who handles the pressure the, the, the best out of London and Ulkar. Uh, okay. Don't don't get me wrong. I think London will be feeling the pressure now because there is a little bit of belief there now that they can, they can stay uh, in Super League. Um, but I'm tipping I'm tipping London. I'm, I'm, and I must give a little bit of credit to uh, Jordan Abdul as well at, at London this year because. When I signed him in the, in the off-season, I thought that that's a poor signing that because it 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 been it been in and out, hadn't it? Uh, uh, whole FC as a loose forward, as a half back, 
and I thought if he's going to be a starting half back, I think yeah, there's a pro. Uh, you, you've got a problem there at, at London, but he's been phenomenal for for the Broncos this season. Obviously, he'll, Hulk, yeah, he'll, he'll move he'll move to to Hulk, uh, in twenty twenty. But he he's been a, a significant signing along with uh, Morgan Smith as well. We talk we talk about Golden Point. Now imagine they get to Golden Point and they go through the ten minutes and it's a draw. Leeds will be bottom of the table. Yeah. So that'd be an interesting one. Well, it's not so, happen, is it, James? Well, you never know. Strange <laughs> things happen. So Friday night, there's four games on Friday night, and Huddersfield play Wigan. Now, yeah. this is quite a big game as well because Huddersfield are the next in line, aren't they? So these bottom three, the bottom three have all gradually caught up to the pack, and Huddersfield the next in line. But then Wigan are only just on there. If Wigan win, they probably open up a little bit of a gap between them and the bottom. But if Huddersfield win, it it boxes it all up again. Yeah. It certainly does, and it's a big game for Wigan, isn't it, as well? Because Wigan, the, the top five isn't out of the sights totally yeah. yet, so they'll be going to, to, to get that top top five spot. But then Huddersfield also want to push that top five spot, and then both teams also want to win because they want to get into that little relegation scrap that's going on at the bottom. There's, bottom quite a few, there's quite a few clubs now stuck in this almost pendulum, isn't it, where one week they're yeah. winning and they're thinking top five the next week they're losing and they're looking at the bottom and Salford Castleford they play each other yeah. on Friday night they're two other teams where but I'll, I'll tip I'll, I'll tip Wigan you got Wigan oh there right I, I think I've gone I have gone Huddersfield I think on the immediate tipping league Salford Castleford again two other teams where you know they're only a win from being top five and only a loss between, you know from being relegation I think both teams have been inconsistent this season haven't they but Castleford and, and Salford are delight to watch on the, on the days, aren't they? They, they play a brilliant attacking rugby, um, but then so other games, Salford are liable to get to get pumped. They're, they're a lot better at home, aren't they? Salford? Yeah, and and uh, Castleford have just been so inconsistent. They've been on a rocky road, aren't they? They're they're in a little bit of a transition season. Um, they're obviously missing Gale, and I know I know he's not played all year, but they're obviously missing him. Truman has had to do a lot of the work in the middle of the park on his own uh, this season, which I think he struggled a bit with because I think he's more of a second receiver and, and you let him do uh, his own stuff on the back of what Luke Gale does. Uh, and obviously they're missing the likes of Alex Foster and uh, Ollie Holmes, the starting back rows as well, which will be a big miss. I'll, I'm going to tip Salford for this one. I think I've gone Salford as well. Saints leads. Um which is probably not a great fixture for Leeds to be having no, at this point. I'll be, I'll be there for loverubbleague.com covering it at the Total Liberty Stadium. Uh, oh, there's, all, there's only one, one winner in this one, isn't there? Isn't there in, well, in Saint Helens, uh, I'll go St. Helens by 18. They're going, they're going to absolutely slap the Rhinos. Right. The, the now, Rhinos are going to get the bottom spanked. Now, now this is a bit disappointing, and I've raised this a few times. But the fourth game on Friday night is Warrington-Wakefield, and I'm not saying it's disappointing because it's Warrington against Wakefield, I'm disappointed that there's four games on Friday night, which means that, you know, the live, you know, when we talk about broadcast deals and all that palaver, ultimately the viewing figures for Saints, Saints Leeds are going to be down because there's three other games on. Well, even, even reporters as well, not not yeah. just bro- not 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 just uh, for, for TV deals mm-hmm. and, the t- and, and broadcasters. Reporters can only get to one game on the Friday night, yeah. whereas if if what another was on a Saturday and another were on a Sunday then obviously reporters can get to more games and it gets more coverage but then you'll have everyone morning again on on Sunday um, yes Sunday there's, there's nothing in the papers on, on rugby league when all four games well five games would have been 
already been in gone. Uh, four on the Friday and obviously London all count on the Thursday. Layfield uh, wobbling a little bit and they're sort of one of these teams now that's starting to look a bit mm. over the shoulders and, and potentially being sucked in by this gripping no, I don't, relegation. I, 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 think, I think Chris Chester just said that to be fair to, uh, to maybe kick his, his team up the backside a little bit. I don't, I, I don't but they're, they're, they're not going to be in a relegation battle whatsoever. I think They're not going to beat Warrington though. No, they're not going to beat Warrington. I think I'm tipping Warrington for the win, but obviously the the, the welcome return of David Fafita he'll make a, a big difference for for Trinity this week. Um, but they're still doing it tough. Connor Bailey set to set to debut. Titus Guaze uh, could make his debut as well. And obviously, well, <laughs> Warrington are coming off the back of a loss. They would have had a a good week in training under Steve Price this week, and uh, Daryl Clark and Joe Philbin return as well. So. You've got plenty of fire, uh, firepower back the walls. Uh, I'm, t- I'm tipping Warrington for that one. Uh, Saturday night, Stadium Super League. Saturday night, Catalan Hull. Um, the, ba- the battle of the inconsistent yeah. two, but then they both turn around and say, "Why not? We're third and fourth in the league." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's well, Catalans are very, very good at home, aren't they? I know they, they lost to, to London last week, but I'm, I'll be tipping. I've gone um, Hull. I've gone Hull by a Mark Snead drop goal. That's what I've got. Actually, I think I've tipped all, you know. I've, I didn't really I Hull, this morning. I thought Hull were very good at Castle last week. I thought the way they managed that game. and um, I've tipped one of them by seven, and I can't remember if it's Catalans or uh, Hull that I've tipped. So I've got that on goal with tipping Catalans by seven. That's, you know, you, you're pretty much, if you want to earn some money, you get Hull on to score a drop goal yeah. every week. That'll earn you a, yeah. a bit of coin. Um, that that'll be a, a, a cracking game that though. That's on Sky. That's on Sky five o'clock Saturday. Um, championship then um, a full program seven championship games this weekend starting on Friday night. On Friday night we've got Sheffield Rochdale. Um, Sheffield's still going pretty well. They had a little bit of a wobble yeah, a few weeks they, ago and they've, they've pulled out a couple of results. Yeah, they had a, a bit of a wobble, didn't they? And, and against Rochdale, they were they were just down in the dumps at the minute. I'm it's probably a good, the a good fixture for Sheffield to sort of consolidate their chase for the top yeah. five. Um, Witness Batley is another one on Friday night. Witness suffering with loads of injuries and um, got a real ropey second string. as well? Um, yeah, Jacob Dugdale's a hooker. Yeah. Um, we have Witness missing Owens, they're missing Craven, they're missing Ryan Ince, they're missing Jordan Johnston. Um, I'll go with all my advantage on that one, James. Witness. Batley beat Witness in the reverse fixture as well. Witness probably, you know, you wouldn't imagine Witness aren't going to get relegated, they're not going to finish in the bottom two, but every time they lose, you sort of mm. look and think, you know, well, maybe. Uh, you know, Witness lost last week to Featherston and, and Barrow picked up a good win, and um, that closed the gap a little bit. And I think, yeah, we've got Witness that one. Saturday, um, a revenge mission perhaps as Toronto played Toulouse. Of course, Toulouse absolutely slapped Toronto in the reverse fixture. But it's in Canada, this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Canada, this one. Um, first time Toulouse have been there because of course last year they played this game at Magic Weekend I'm going to go uh, Toronto I, I, I can't I, I'd I, love I to watch I'd love to watch a Toronto game on Sky a home Toronto game that was competitive to be brutally honest well you might get that this, this weekend um, James you know to be brutally honest um, I can't agree me on right here Bradford Halifax Bradford Halifax is the R League live game uh, both of those teams struggling a little bit. Um, Halifax have struggled all season, really. They've had a few purple patches where they've picked up wins. Bradford have sort of fallen off the wagon a little bit since the cup defeat. Um, I know they beat Batley a couple of weeks ago, but they've been slipping up. And these are two teams that 
really they need to pick up the wins to keep up the pace for top park you know Toronto yeah. and Toulouse set a decent pace York keep on winning they're up there Feverston are really good Nick I'm, I'm, Liam yeah. recruiting really well and they're up there and Bradford and Halifax when we were looking at maybe eight teams scrapping over this top five Bradford and Halifax are in danger of being left behind a little bit yeah yeah they certainly are I'm going to go with Bradford on this occasion just because obviously they lost to Halifax in the Charles Cup and I think they'll want a bit of revenge though uh, Dewsbury Lee, so Lee have re-signed Corey Patterson this week, that's their 13th I think, 13th player that Lee have re-signed this season that was previously at the club in previous years. And obviously they signed Jordan Thompson as well from OFC last week until the end of the season. Two very, Gareth, very good signs. Gareth, well. Gareth Hock as well is only a few weeks away from fitness. Lee... Um, we fancy Lee, don't we? We've just got this yeah. bizarre feeling that we fancy Lee to win the grand final. The the lobby gobblers are going up. And and I think I think what strikes me about Lee is when Beaumont was there a couple obviously Beaumont's still there, but when he was when they had their best time, Lee, it was when they built a, a team of players that cared about Lee, wanted to play for Lee, you know, the likes of Greg McNally and Martin Mujan and stuff, and it felt like when they went up to the Super League, they, they were sort of started to lose that. And then certainly last season, the way Beaumont recruited was, was awful. Um, they splashed the cast in. Yeah, and they just lost that, they lost that sort of leanness, if yeah. you want, for want of a better word. Whereas now it feels like they've understood that actually it's that sort of thing that brings a club together. John Duffy's recruited them back. And, you know, ultimately, all you've got to do is get in that top five, get to the grand final, as soon as you're in the grand final, like London Broncos proved last year, you've got 80 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So, and I, we can't say Leeds to beat Dewsbury, do we? Leeds to beat Dewsbury. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I think, I think Leeds could get promotion this year. Feathers, another team that... Featherston, to be fair, are up there. They're third, I think, in the table now. Featherston, or fourth, maybe. Featherston against uh, Barrow. Um... Now, Featherston is an interesting one because I, you know, I've seen them a few times this season and, and one, I see them and they look really good and I've seen them look really bad. Um, but they've got, you know, they've got a young coach, they've got a few decent, you know, Cameron King, a few decent players floating around. Is the key to Featherston's season going to be what Leeds players they get in the running? I think that's been the, the situation for a couple of years now, hasn't it, James? Um... They've had the likes of Ashton Golding playing for them all season. Ashton, Ashton Golding is in double figures now in, t- in terms of uh, Featherstone appearances this season. Uh, but obviously, Leeds are apparently recalling this week. Uh, they actually so hit him last week because I'm sure Ashton Golding played in Callum Turner's shirt last week. Serious? I believe so, yeah. Uh, uh, that's but, an interesting one. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think Leeds are, are on about recalling him, aren't they, for, uh, for this weekend's game? Because, obviously, Tuilo were here. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's on top of that he's not there. Barrow picked up a good win last week. Barrow's best chance of getting wins is surely at home, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, they've got, a, they've got a, a nice little tough ground. It is a... It's a cliche, but it's a tough yeah. place to go going up. I like, I like going to it's, it's always a mud bath, isn't it? Yeah, I like going to Barrow. Though. Swinton York is the final game on Sunday. York um, are obviously up there. They're fighting for this top five place. Done a really good job all season. But Swinton had a, a brilliant victory at Toulouse last week, and um, Swinton probably now you know they're, they're nowhere near the top. You know, competing with the top half, mm-hmm. but. They're almost they're pulling away. Yeah, yeah. And a win this weekend, and they're almost like mid-table consolidation sort of team, aren't they? Um, which is good progress for Swinton and Andy Bates. 
Yeah, I, th- I think York will have just a little bit too much for them uh, this week. I think that that winning to lose might have took her to the players a little bit. They might have, they might the players might have gone a bit bit hard on the beers afterwards uh, because it was a fantastic result. For they, them. I'm sure they said they flew home straight after the match. Yeah. Ah, right. So they Depends if they went out for a pub lunch on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with York on that one. But we've before got one, we finish one, got one more comment from uh, Joshua Walker saying. Uh, players should only be allowed to uh, play for Great Britain if they have previously played for England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. All their primary na- nation is one of the four. That's what we said. That's, so that's what you said, not that's what, what I, I said. said. Thank you for joining us. The uh, Rugby League Lunch Hour, we're going to do this every Thursday, 12 till 1 o'clock. Um, if you've missed any of the show, it'll stay on the Facebook page. We'll put it on a podcast, we'll put it on YouTube. Um, thanks for joining us and we'll see you very soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.